In this episode, you're going to learn how you can fly first class, get an overwater villa in the Maldives, and then dine underwater and not pay a dime. It is one of the first underwater restaurants in the Maldives. This is in Ringali. It's a Conrad hotel, and it's about 14 feet below water. Well, you might have to, but all through credit card points. So you're not paying tens of thousands of dollars, maybe even a hundred thousand dollars. million points sounds very unattainable, but if you have certain strategies and you sign up for certain cards and you do a different strategic spend, it's it's very doable. Today I'm interviewing Angela Milena or the paid with points on Instagram on how he is traveling all with credit card points. Come up next. Angela, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, Josh. Your Instagram, by the way, I know you commented and I looked into your profile and you have all of my bucket list trips. And how many of those are paid with points versus paid with cash? Honestly, all the big ones are paid with points. Like that Maldives underwater video? Yeah, the Maldives was paid with points. London, Italy, Singapore, Bali, Frankfurt, Mexico. Those were all paid with points. Oh man, that's crazy. Here, let me, I'm going to share the screen actually, just to tease the audience to figure out, you mind if we start with this underwater restaurant video? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you are listening to this, whether it be on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, this is your excuse then to go onto YouTube and watch this so you can see everything that I'm showing you. Okay, so what is this? What are we looking at? Okay, so this is a restaurant called Etha. It is one of the first underwater restaurants in the Maldives, and there's tons and tons of islands. This is in Ringali. It's a Conrad hotel, and it's about 14 feet below water, and it's a preset menu. You can do lunch or dinner. We chose lunch because you get a better like view of all the fish and it's just a incredible experience and you did points for this like what's the yeah, cash yeah. value so with the flights and the hotel and everything all included the cash value was forty thousand dollars the trip cost me a million points everything was in business class and a million points sounds very unattainable, but if you have certain strategies and you sign up for certain cards and you do different strategic spend, it's very doable. And a million points for a luxury vacation halfway across the world is something I would do over and over again. Okay, so hopefully this entices you to listen to the episode so you can figure out how you can also get some of these experiences just like Angelo. So break it down real quick. What do you do and how did you get into the points game? Okay, full-time job, I'm actually a chiropractor. I do pay with points as a side hustle. It has grown since I started it back in 2020. And I started with my chase points. And then after getting four or five chase cards, I did my first redemption to Hawaii. And I wanted to venture dive deeper into this travel hacking credit card world. And I turned New Leaf onto American Express and worked with Thirst System. And I took my travels from Hawaii for free to Mexico for free. And then Thailand and Maldives and then Asia. It was awesome. Okay, that sounds fun. And I thought this episode would be extremely relevant just because I know a lot of the real estate investors that I know or business owners that I talk to, they're sitting on points. Like yeah. a lot of points. I'm very jealous of business owners because they have the opportunity to earn. If I can earn a million in a year, they have the opportunity to earn millions and millions of points a year, just implementing the right strategies and redeeming them for luxury vacations literally anytime they want. Oh, 100%. If you think about it, most of my audience is investors or real estate investors. And if they're spending fifty, dollars $100,000 on a rehab project and they have multiple right. throughout the year, they could stack. And then you yeah. could do some underwater restaurant like you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 
so break it down. What like what is the points game in general, and how did you get started using Chase? Yeah, so the points game is essentially signing up for cards that work for your spending patterns. A lot of times that's restaurants and groceries and gas stations. So instead of using a debit card where you might not earn any points or a card that earns one point per dollar on everything, you want to find certain cards that earn the most amount of points for your biggest spend categories, and then find a way to utilize those points for free travel. So you're essentially double dipping for the same money that you spent already. Totally. And if you're going to be smart and pay it off every single month, like you should be doing already, absolutely. that's who the points game is for. If you do not pay for your credit card right now, you should stop listening to this episode and don't listen anymore. But but if you do, there are two main players, right? It's either, it seems like Chase and American Express end up being the front runners. Would you feel the same? I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. And there's different tiers to these credit cards, which I've learned. There's the free intro credit card which i feel like most people in college end up getting that or like some macy's gift card that they got suckered into at the cash register and then yeah. there's these travel ones that are more important because now you can switch into different travel partners which is how chase and amex really run the game and there's a mid-tier range there what's the annual fees like now is it like 150 bucks to 250 would you say is like the medium range yes yeah, so you have your no annual fees and then there's 95 dollar annual fees there's 250 dollar annual fees there's 450 550 and the highest one that I've seen so far is the increased Amex Platinum offer which is $695. I also have a Chase Reserve. I haven't gone to the Amex Platinum yet. One, I can't justify two $700 annual fees unless you can help me justify it. Yeah. But how do you justify these heavy annual fees? And that's definitely the biggest question that you have to ask yourself and have a answer for can I actually get $695 out of this card or $95 out of this card? So whenever you look at the benefits on the credit card application, you'll be like, oh, this gives me $10 dining credit every single month or $10 Uber credit, or this will get me TSA pre-check, which is 85 or global entry, which is $100. So look at all the benefits, see which ones are going to apply best to you. And then you can deduct that from your annual fee. So for example, let's say there's a $250 annual fee card, but it gives you a $100 global entry credit. If you use that, you can take 250 minus 100. So now your net effective annual fee is only 150. And you just keep playing the benefits game like that. Yeah. And some of them you'll have to really itemize, which makes it tough. For example, let's have a little bit of fun. And let me pull up the chase screen here. So there are two, you said that you started with with the Sapphire Preferred, right? I think I started there too. Yeah, I started with the Preferred because I wasn't quite ready, like $450 at the time, whenever I applied, it's now 550. Yeah, I couldn't justify it. I was like, let me start with the medium tier one. And I just found value and I learned a little bit more. And I was like, all right, let me upgrade. the game too is if you start at the mid-tier card then you can earn that sixty thousand bonus at this time of filming and then the year later you can then upgrade to the the more premium card and then also regain the bonuses which is largely how the points game works right you have to keep applying for more cards because the biggest upfront points for someone who's just not spending a ton is the bonuses yep for sure okay so for let's just take chase for example why do you like the chase ecosystem so much there's something called the chase trifecta which i find very valuable. So the Chase Trifecta is essentially three different Chase cards that all earn the same points currency, which is called Ultimate Rewards. 
And if you have one of those cards that earns a lot on travel, then you use that for your travel expenses. If you have another one that earns a lot on rotating categories, which could be streaming services, it could be groceries, it could be gas stations or PayPal, then you have another way to earn more points versus the other card that you have. And then there's a third card that goes into the mix as well. So no matter what you're spending on, you have one of three choices to maximize the amount of points you should earn for that transaction. Yeah, I used to be a lot more diligent about, especially the rotating categories happens with those like it's the freedom, the Chase Freedom card. Yep. And I do a very bad job now at keeping up with the rotating categories. I yep. used to be better. But here, let me share this. Again, another excuse to go onto YouTube to watch this. 5X. Oh, this is purchased through Chase, though. I didn't realize that was 5X now. 10X for hotels and rental cars. Airport lounge access. I mean, that to me, that is almost if you travel a lot, because you can get unlimited guesting, right? Or do they change the rules now? They change the rules every, it's hard to say because a lot of different and to get the free airport lounge access and like the global entry fee, those are going to be more of your premium credit cards. So think 450 to $695 in annual fees, but you are correct. Depending on which card you have, you could have unlimited guests coming to the lounge with you, or you could only have one guest coming into the lounge. And again, you just have to read the, the details in whatever cards benefit you're looking at that gives you the airport lounge access and which lounges you have access to. Yeah. In the past, I feel like at one point before, and this is years ago, I think I brought in seven people into an airport lounge at one time. And I was the only card holder. And I was like, oh man, it's usually 50 bucks a person. So technically I'm pretty much almost there for the annual fee now. Yeah. And there was a, there's always people that try and take advantage of the system. So there was like a whole football team. One guy had a credit card. And at the time you had unlimited guest access to the airport lounges. So they brought in the whole football team. It was like 30 people. And you can only get away with that so long before they start cracking down and making changes. You can only bring them two per per primary card holder, stuff like that. Okay. And then what about American Express? When did you also do the American Express Platinum card? So by just total coincidence, there's this thing called the 524 rule. And the 524 applies directly to Chase. It essentially is if you apply for five credit cards within 24 months, it doesn't have to be Chase. It could be any credit card across any bank. There's certain exceptions like business cards that won't trigger that 524 but if you're getting into this travel hacking and you become to the point where like i could sign up for five cards in one year then that locks you out of chase and you can't apply for anything until 24 months two years goes by so i was like okay i'm out of chase so let's go to american express and every bank has slightly different rules so you have to pay attention to that but american express has Think the same thing we talked about before, Chase Ultimate Rewards Points, American Express has membership rewards points. And these point currencies, what's really nice about them is if your thing is cash back, that's awesome. You can redeem these points one-to-one -one back. So think 100,000 points, $1,000. Or these banks partner with different airlines and hotels so you can transfer them out at different, it could be one-to-one, -one, it could be two-to-one, it could be on a limited time bonus promotion of get a additional 20 to 40% with your transfer. So there's lots of benefits with American Express as well. Yeah, and the hard part is that you do have to look at either where you wanna go, where you wanna stay to see what the best redemption is. What is your strategy for that? Obviously you need a little bit more up on what the bonuses are at any given time. So how do you stay up to date? Yeah, are you talking about which, like becoming loyal to a certain airline or hotel or 
word. Yeah. Okay. How about let's just run through. I mean, you said last year you redeemed about a million credit card points. Okay. So um, you want to run through that trip. Yeah. Let's do it. Is is and is that all the links that you sent me? It's that's more kind of like highlights of the trip in the mm. caption of all of those videos. Just the breakdown of depending on what the video is on of uh, how I did it or something like that. Gotcha. Okay, let's break down that trip and then which cards did you use for that? Which points did you use? And how the heck did you even get a million credit card points? Okay, so to start, I should say I do have 25 credit cards. So <laughs> you do get a lot of sign up bonus points with that, but it also gives you a lot of freedom to, I have a certain card for every single category that I could spend on. But the the cards I used for that trip, I used the Hilton Honors Aspire, which is American Express. And that card has a hefty annual fee of $450. But a lot of perks come with that. I also used the American Express Gold card and the American Express Platinum card, which both earned those membership rewards points. And I accumulated enough points for me to transfer these points into Qatar and also into Emirates because I flew a uh, business class from JFK to Doha and then Doha to the Maldives on points in Q Suites is the name of the business class. And then on the return, I flew from Dubai to JFK, the Emirates A380. And if you guys have seen, there's pictures of a bar on the back of the plane and people can shower on the plane. It was that plane. So those were the cards I used. And but hold on. So you did the, you showered on a plane? I did. So that's only first class. This ah. plane, the A380, has two levels to it. The entire first level, top floor, is first class and business class. Business and first, you both get access to the bar lounge on the back of the plane. Yeah. And then the shower is for first class which wasn't available whenever I was booking it. Gotcha. So th there's the bar. Again, if you're on YouTube, here you go. You can see the pictures. But at least you had your own lay flat bed, all that good stuff. Yep, you had all that stuff. This is one of my dream redemptions, by the way. Yeah, I still want to go back on that same plane, but first class. Yeah. Okay, sidetracking a little bit. Okay. Would you either go Emirates first class or Singapore suites? Oh, man. So into this, but I flew on the um, plane for Singapore that had the suites on it four times. And I <laughs> never was an award availability once to go in the suites. I would have to say there's nothing, just ever since I got into this, one of my biggest bucket things was showering on a plane. So I'm going to go with the Emirates A380. That's shower on a plane is pretty baller. Yeah, but you can't um, go wrong with either one. The suites are incredible as well. <laughs> from what I've seen. I know it's, I don't know. Okay. If you're watching this, obviously let us know in the comments, would you rather shower on a plane here or you have a, you can have a double bed in the sky. That's hard to beat as well. It's a, there's no worst case scenario. <laughs> you're going to win no matter what. So whatever you get, you're one of the few that have been able to fly those products. Okay. So you talked about your flights, you went business class the whole way. Basically it's around the world. You just came back. Yeah. And so that was roughly probably for my wife and I, 400,000 points to do all that. Okay. And then the, the hotel was about 600,000 because we did eight nights in the, the Conrad Maldives, which is a luxury hotel. So if you're into Marriott, think Ritz Carlton, that's the same level as 
the Conrad. And eight nights in the Maldives, completely on points. The entire room and stay was free. And with that Hilton Honors American Express Aspire card that I was talking about, you get a couple perks with that, which gave us free complimentary happy hour, a 50% off happy hour. Because getting to the Maldives, even though you can do it for free, you're going to spend an arm and a leg whenever you're there. It's very expensive. Everything's imported. Yeah. So you spend 600,000 points on this. Yeah. What is the cash value? So standard rooms can go, can start at a thousand. And if you get upgraded one level, you could be... $1,700, $2,000. There's uh, beach villas and what you previously showed were water villas. And every room, like the water villa is what everybody thinks of, but honestly, the deluxe beach villa that we had was like just as nice in just a completely different way. Obviously, it's not over the water. But yeah, those are the rooms and they're just everything you dream of whenever you get there. Wow. Yeah, that looks amazing. How long did it take you to accumulate a million points? Not as long as you would think. This, in 2023, this year, I've accumulated 1.2 million and I only had two cards that, that I signed up for and both of those cards were 100,000 points. So I earned a million and did I spend anywhere near a million dollars? Absolutely not. So there's ways to earn points without even spending money. And you just have to know about what's a retention offer. Where are different like shopping portals? Can you double stack your points with di uh, dining portals and things like that? So, so you're fully in this. And before you spend anything, you're looking up how you should actually spend it. And where are you looking for that? Are you, are you logging in basically to the Chase portal, the Amex portal before you make a purchase base? basically every single time? Once you have a good understanding of what the card uh, earns the most points per dollar on. So like for my Hilton Aspire card, anytime I go to a Hilton, I use that card. For my Amex Gold card, anytime I go to a restaurant or a grocery store, I use that card. And then you just develop these patterns where these transactions, and you just pull out that card. But to your point, you are correct. If you log in, you can see, okay, my pending points for this month's transactions is 20,000 or 5,000. Or if you had a an offer that you enrolled in and you met that bonus, you could be, okay, here's 20,000 points because you added an authorized user and they spent $2,000 in two months. Thank you for that. Here's your 20,000 points. Gotcha. Okay. So let's get a little more tactical now. Okay. Say we're on the West Coast and I want to get to Hawaii on points. Okay. Whether it be Chase or Amex, what is your favorite way to get to Hawaii with points? So this was my very first big redemption. So I don't know if there's a better way to do this, but the way I did it, I transferred and I'm based out of Pittsburgh. So I flew Pittsburgh to Phoenix to Maui and I used Chase transferred to Southwest points. And I think it was maybe... 50,000 points and Chase or Southwest doesn't have like first class or business class. So I just booked a ticket and I was able to do my first redemption for free on Southwest out of Phoenix. Okay. And I think the key thing there is to transfer out. Are you ever booking directly into Chase's portal? I always see if it's a good option, but basically what the whole transfer process is you can go to Chase's travel portal, like you said, and then type in the same flight that you found on Google flights and it may cost you 75,000 points to book that flight. If you transfer your points from Chase into Southwest and then you book it directly with Southwest, it may cost you 50,000 points. So you definitely want to do your due diligence in terms of finding out which way is the best way to use my points. But take some time. You're definitely going to make mistakes, but mistakes are the greatest way to learn. Yeah, I transferred it out to Southwest.
Okay. And then how about if you want to get to Europe and you want to fly business or first, what card do you like the best and what method do you like? I still stay true to Chase Ultimate Rewards Points and American Express Membership Rewards Points. And because I'm in Pittsburgh, I pretty much reposition, which basically means you're flying to a city that might not be the best direct flight to where you want to go, but you're repositioning to a city to catch a flight that you're able to book with points because the business class was available. So Pittsburgh doesn't have nearly any direct flights to Europe. So I repositioned to JFK, which has a ton. And that's how I, that's usually where I go when I want to fly over to Europe or Asia or wherever. Yeah, it'd be the same on the West Coast, right? San Jose really doesn't, has maybe more than Pittsburgh, but San Francisco SFO definitely has a lot more. Pittsburgh right now has London and that's it. And a seasonal Cancun, but we're getting Iceland in uh, May. So let's run through some of these Instagram posts that you share with me a little bit. And you can tell me what was your favorite part about this? So what is this video? So this was, we flew to Italy and this was on a ITA Airways flight and I transferred American Express points into Virgin Atlantic because they are a partner with ITA Airways. For those that might not know what ITA Airways is, ITA rebranded Alitalia, which kind of had some financial problems and were bought out in two years ago or so. So I booked that seat to go to Europe. The flight looks good. I think the fun thing too, when you start redeeming for premium flights, which I think seems a little bit crazy, right? If you're like, I'm only on the plane for five, 10 hours. Yeah. Why would I spend a hundred thousand points? But it goes from being a 10 hour dread to the entire 10 hours ends up being an experience and really cool. Yeah. And just the general rule of thumb for people that are diving into this or have the points and now they're learning how to um, book this as a general rule of thumb, a good value of your points is think 10,000 points per hour on a business class or first class flight. If you can get that's usually a pretty good, they call it cent per point redemption. Yeah, think 10,000 for every hour. Okay. What about in terms of the cent for redemption? How much are you looking there? I know that Chase Ultimate Rewards are worth like, I don't know, like 1.5, 1.7 or something like that. Is that still true? Yeah. If you have the Chase Sapphire preferred or reserve card, you can book with transferring. But if you have the preferred, your points are worth 1.25 cents per point. And if you have the reserve, they're 1.5. The reserve is the $550 annual fee. The preferred is the 95. And that is just what Chase says they're worth. If you transfer them out and you get a better deal, that 1.25 or 1.5 can now go to three cents per point or four or five, depending on what you book and how many points it is. What's been your most valuable points to redemption? Your favorite one to date? Probably the Virgin Atlantic upper class flight. We flew from Heathrow back to JFK. It was about 14 cents per point. Actually call it they actually call those coffin seats. I don't know like a term that people have assigned that name to, but this is actually the older version of the business class. And it's on the Boeing 7879 is the type of plane. And this also has a bar on the back of the plane. And if you're flying this out of Heathrow, like we were, you get access to the Virgin Atlantic Clubhouse, which is a very nice lounge, very nice lounge.
Gotcha. So $15,000 flight, 95,000 points, one and a half cents, which means that you're beating the average there. That was a restaurant one. What else do I have here? So that's the water villa. We had two different rooms in the Maldives. This is the same Conrad in Bringali. And we did three nights in the water villa and then five nights, I believe, in the beach villa. And this was me flying the drone to just get a cool aerial of the entire water, all the water villas. Gotcha. So you did both. Yeah, we did both. Yeah, that's fun. Okay, how about switching gears now? What is your favorite non-travel perk of credit cards? Have you ever used the concierge service before? I haven't. I know that comes with some of the cards, but honestly, no. I think the one that comes to mind immediately was something that happened recently, which saved me basically five hours in the airport. We were flying back from Italy and there were two options for the flights that we could have done based off of like the way I chose my flights. I could either do a 3.30 p.m. flight or a 8.30 p.m. flight. And I booked the 8.30 because... I was cutting it very close coming from Italy and going through customs. I didn't know how that was going to be. So I'm like, I don't want to risk it. And we actually landed a little early, probably like 20 minutes early. And I was like, maybe there's a chance. And to get to answer your question, what's my best non like point redemption perk of credit cards is one of the cards gave me global entry. So there might've been two to 300 people in the line for customs. I had global entry. I felt bad, but I walked past all of these people and in a matter of four 45 seconds after my eyes got scanned, I was through with my bag. I rebooked the flight and it saved me. That perk saved me five hours from the layover that I originally booked, which was really nice. Yes. Although I, I to add to that, I, I had global entry before too, as one of the earlier benefits and then ours expired and never renewed. But that application process is a beast, especially it is. If, if you moved around a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I actually got very lucky. I applied and then two weeks later, I had my interview and everything was good. And then my wife, she applied, and I think it was like a year and a half later during the middle of COVID. And she just was like, how did you apply? And two weeks later, you get it. I'm like, that's not fair. But yeah, the process to get global entry can definitely be a daunting and tedious one. But your wife is fully on board too. With she's this on yeah, she's on board. She's definitely dabbled a little bit before I even met her. She did Costa Rica for free. I was like, that's awesome. I got a player too right now. <laughs> I know. Yeah, see, because all the time before with my wife, I would say, okay, you're using this credit card now. You're using this one now. I'm only using this one now. Yeah. But I, I take it your wife's a little more. She's on board with it, but she's like, Ant, can I just use this card? I'm like, yeah, but you're going to earn five extra points per dollar if you use this one. Okay. But yeah, she's on board. Once she gets on the plane and she has champagne and she's laying in the bed, it's uh, very easy to like convince her for another year to use this card instead. Yeah, for me, my best non-travel redemption of the credit card perk was I just got engaged. This okay. is probably like seven, eight years ago. I guess I should know that number. But And then in that span of six months, I bought a new camera, bought a drone, did wedding invitations, like the list goes on. And then we were living in Honolulu at the time. So I came back for the holidays to visit my family. And we had all of this camera gear invites in our luggage. And then someone broke into our car and stole our luggage, which was a really big pain in the butt. And then to make matters worse, the insurance wouldn't cover it, but the credit card purchase protection because other than that, in that window would cover the items that we lost. Huge perk. I know. So that was like... With all the media stuff alone, that was like six, seven grand. And I was like, oh, that just paid for 10 years of the annual fee. So <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like one of these trips pays 10 times. 
just like you said, the annual fee. So it's awesome. Okay. So the last tactical piece now is we talked a little bit about getting started. If you're an individual, yes, there's the 524 rule, which means that you can't open more than five cards in the 24 month period for Chase. What about as a couple? Say you got your spouse on board. Like, how do you even start to negotiate that conversation? I would say the easiest way to get into it without having your spouse sign up for another card that's another annual fee is the simple authorized user. So let's say I'm the primary card holder. And every once in a while, you'll get emails and promotions saying, if you add an authorized user and they spend $2,000 in the next three months, we'll give you a additional 25, 30,000, 10,000 point, whatever it is. So you're not really, depending on what the card is that you're, that she's becoming an authorized user on, some can give you an annual fee and some can be completely free. But it's a very easy way to, they call it having a player to maximize earning twice as many points because now she has her card and you have your card and um it's a good way to get into it in terms of the conversation of a couple. Do you have to be married? You don't. I just thought of one of the cards that I have and that my sister is an authorized user. So no. I think for authorized users, you can add anyone. I yeah. do wonder about actually transferring points from one person to another. Yeah. You have like a household or something. Yeah. You have to either live in the same residence or be married. And then you have to show proof documentation. If I want her points and my points to join together, those are some of the things where you have to have a little bit more details to back that. Yeah. So if you want to combine and get 600,000 points and then go to the Maldives. Exactly. <laughs> That's the way. And that for businesses, you are a chiropractor. Do you own your own practice? I do not. For the business owners that are listening, is there any other unique strategies that business owners can take advantage of? Just strategically knowing which card to use for what transactions. If you own a restaurant, then you're going to be doing a lot of shopping for food. Get a good card that earns a lot of points per dollar on groceries. And if you're a business owner and you have a lot of advertising needs, I'm sure there's different advertising cards where you can earn more points with a completely different card. So strategically look at the card what makes sense for you and just go from there. Gotcha. I want you to paint the picture right now and I'm going to send this exactly to my buddy who's sitting on 2 million Amex points. Oh boy. Okay. Like he told me this and I was like, dude, you need to go travel the world. He's got a lot of kids too. And I said, you could even take your kids around the world. Like he has four kids. Okay. And I'll go in first class. But if you had 2 million American Express points, what would you do? Oh man. I'll give you my dream redemption trip that I want to do. Okay. I want to go to Sydney, Australia, Bora, and then I want to stop in Belgium. Belgium and then come home. So to do that, you could easily do that with way less than 2 million points. Now, if you're starting to bring two people and three people and they're all flying business class or first class and you're doing it the whole time, you're going to go through a lot of points. But you just have to find the right strategy and make sure that you're using your points properly. And you're not like the example we used, don't book it through the travel portal if it's going to cost you twice as many points versus if you transfer your points out. Yeah, that's the easy way is to book it through the travel portal, but you don't get the full redemption value. Okay. okay. The last questions that I got for you here is we'll go into our last call. And I want to know you're posting on social media. Are you? making money or do you have have you monetized this channel at all yet or at least gotten a whole bunch of different referral bonuses yeah so usually i max out the referral bonuses and again every bank has different rules different points you can earn american express once you get a hundred thousand points in referral you're capped but i have monetized it in terms of i have some clients that like hey i saw your account 
we're going on a honeymoon. I have these many points. I want to fly to Dubai. Help me do that. And then I also have more VIP clients where they're typically business owners. So they have a lot more spend and they can earn a lot more points. So they are uh, year long clients that I'll check in with them monthly and I'll be like, okay, here's where you spent your all your money and you use these cards, which is good. I think because you're going to hit the limit of this card, let's look into this one. Oh, and you want to take your family to Rome. Okay, let me keep an eye out for good flights. I'll let you know. And then I help them book them their trips. And then I have like brand deals and paid collaborations that I'll do. So not really one specific avenue, but dabbling into opportunities that come my way and a lot have as this channel paid with points has grown. So what is the goal with the channel now? Are you also posting on YouTube? Are you going to build a full blog and a website? I think I'll do a YouTube. I know there's a lot of travel content creators that do YouTube. I think I want to stick mostly to just social media on Instagram, continue to grow that in the points world i become known as the hilton guy so i think one of the next things that i want to do is come out with a like a how-to hilton course because yeah six hundred thousand points sounds like a lot but you don't have to spend anywhere near that to get that many points you just have to have the right strategies and that's what that course will be about right wait so are you not on tiktok i'm not on tiktok oh, gosh. i probably what? should dabble into that but i just i don't know i haven't got into that your stuff is super tiktokable okay maybe you get Immediately. Start, start January 1. I'll create a TikTok account. I think I actually have the handle because I didn't want anyone to take that. Just hire a virtual assistant to then rip all your videos and then re-upload it. I'm telling you. Yeah. You could double, triple your, because of how, that's why it's working on Instagram, but especially with the demo on TikTok. Okay. I'll have to look into that for sure. Okay. Another question for you. What's been your most viral post of all time and what post for you has generated the most business? The most viral one... Let me pull it up real quick. It's either 2.5 or 3.3. I have a 2.5 one that was a flight to Singapore and then a 3.6 million one that was on that Virgin Atlantic flight with the coffin seats that we talked about. And I would say those were the biggest ones that also produced the most amount of income for me just because the exposure. Yeah, if you go all the way to the top, they're pinned at the top in my reels. Gotcha. Okay. So um, this one and then this one too? Yeah, those two. So yeah. that is the $2.5 million one. That was on a flight going to Frankfurt and Singapore and back on both. And the other one was coming home from London. I love it. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. I, I And I think what's interesting too, just as I'm talking about the marketing side of this, very different actual posts too. Yes, they're both reels, but this one is the seven second. Here's the hook up top. Here's how on the caption with a very thorough, good caption. And then this one over here, you're watching walking the experience or you're walking the viewer through the experience yeah this was one of the two flights so that's a kind of an overview of the plane and the other video that we watched was actually like the whole what i did during the plane flight and everything that was included and stuff we talked about the dream redemptions already talking a little about social media what are you working on now this which is the course is there anything that you need help with can someone probably the tiktok and the hilton course <laughs>
Probably those two would be top of the list because I think TikTok, like you're saying, would get me a lot more exposure, which is obviously ideal. And then the Hilton course would be, I have all the information, I have it down, but it's not sexy and it doesn't have all the graphics and stuff like that. That's next on my list. I'm telling you, I think also you have a link to you right now, but you get to some of these also documenting the blog experience, you have the short form video, and then you also have the affiliate links on that blog. I know that's a whole nother, you're adding that the job now right this is like a fully built out marketing team but yeah but this is the stuff i love so if <laughs> i have advice and people to guide me on you're missing out on this because you're not doing this on any of your posts like that's stuff that i definitely want to be informed on and start doing yeah yeah that's videos are great i like it already then the next thing is how can you make it more searchable you got it and at least just get on tiktok by the bare minimum <laughs> okay i can do that here. I appreciate you breaking down all the travel redemptions and I, I'm excited to see where else you go. How can people find you? The best way is at paid with points on Instagram. That's the platform. You will find me on TikTok pretty soon, apparently. <laughs> I do want to start that because I think I've heard so many people like this one blew up and this one blew up and they just do so well from it. So I am missing out on that. So I'll start that. Yours already will blow up. And the good thing is you have, you don't have to do anything else. It's already done. You'd have to rip it and upload. Yeah. And see, that's stuff I'm not like a guru <laughs> on how to do. That would take me decades to figure out how to do that. <laughs> That'll be a, an off podcast conversation. But if you have any questions about traveling, make sure to reach out to Angelo. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to hit the like button and subscribe. But Angelo, man, I appreciate you jumping on. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. See you guys on the next one. Mm -hmm.